1: Hey, this is Kevin Kelly. Get ready for the latest episode of the Starring cast. Guys, and welcome to the Stardom Cast, your weekly audio source of all things World Wonder Ring Stardom. I'm your host, Rob Goodwin. I'm joined on this snowy or rainy, in this case, day by Matt Turner. As always, Matt, how are you?
0: Rob Goodwin, I am great as always. Um, I know that we're known as kind of the light-hearted, fun, and positive. Podcast, but um unfortunately we're gonna have to start this episode off in a little um some doom and gloom. Um I know this is the stardom cast, but I really wanna talk about uh one Jay Briscoe and I appreciate uh in a text conversation we had yesterday, I asked, Hey man, is this cool? And you said absolutely. So uh that's why I kinda just want to get this kind of just off my off my chest and if it's okay with you to start out with uh, you know, my little tribute to Jay Briscoe, if that's okay with you, sir.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You go for it, Mama. So, um, you know, we, obviously, as uh, as time goes on, we, you know, there's all we. You always have wrestlers' deaths and creators' deaths and whatnot. And that's just evolution and how things go. But this one, you know, Jay Briscoe passing. This one stings me on a personal and a professional level a lot more than most wrestlers' deaths. Um, obviously, his age only 38 years old. Just, uh, just a pup in this world. Just truly, truly heartbreaking. And then with me, you know, I got to spend uh, my my time in Ring of Honor. Obviously, Jay Briscoe is synonymous, and the Briscoe Brothers synonymous with Ring of Honor. Uh, My time in Ring of Honor, I spent a lot of time, you know, in the locker room and learning from Mark and Jay Briscoe um, to the point where, you know, as anybody knows, the majority of my independent wrestling career has been as a tag team wrestler and just kind of in the locker room after my my matches or after, you know, uh, doing ring crew or whatnot, kind of sitting in the back and just kind of, Mouth shut, ears and eyes open. Just watch the two of them how they put together their matches. And then even after my matches, without even asking, you know, they would. That, and this was great about Ring of Honor is you had people that would pull you aside and and give you advice without even asking. And Mark and Jay Briscoe would always say, "Hey man, I watched your match. Can I give you some advice? And this is what you did right. This is what you did wrong. This is how I would improve it." So uh, you know, both Mark and Jay Briscoe were always great to me. Um, you know, we always we, we often talk about on this show you know pillars of wrestling you know we talk about who the current pillars of stardom are and obviously me and you um you know off uh off air we talk about you know the four pillars of all japan We do talk about the pillars of ring of honor wrestling and if you know your ring of honor history like i do You have to put both Mark and Jay up there. You know, uh, I always put Mark, Jay, you know, the Briscoes, Punk, Joe, and Danielson, Brian Danielson. And I don't know what order I'd put them in. Uh, Ring of Honor, again, if you know your Ring of Honor history, them. So, more than any wrestling company around the world, the last 20 years have put such a focus on tag team wrestling to the point where a lot of tag team matches have headlined their big shows, their big pay per views. And even on shows where there's been world title changes, they would still go on and put the uh, tag team match on last. Obviously, the Briscoes, hands down, the greatest tag team in the history of Ring of Honor. 13-time uh, Ring of Honor tag team champions. They've had the best matches with Kevin Steen, El Generico, uh, the Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero, Claudio Casanoli, the Young Bucks. And obviously, just recently, um, they've had this phenomenal trilogy of matches with FTR. And uh, you kind of go look on Jay Briscoe's career. He literally had the very first Ring of Honor match Back at the Murphy Rec Center, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, February 2002, and then he uh, just had the, one of the best matches, one of the best tag matches, and probably the best dog collar match I've ever seen, uh, even greater than Piper and Valentine. And I love that match Starcade, Starrcade um, with uh, with FTR. You know, one of the best matches of the year. So the way that it kind of just in him for him and Ring of Honor has been fantastic. And uh, another thing I wanted to point out. About a year and a half ago, I fell down a rabbit hole of Jay Briscoe promos, uh, especially on Twitter. And and I think I even like retweeted it out and I said, boy, I tell you what, you know, we talk about MJF and CM Punk as, you know, the greatest promos of this generation. Jay Briscoe is kind of in a category of his own because he and I don't know if you've ever seen these, Rob. Again, if you just go on uh, Jay Briscoe's Twitter page, there's so many that are on there. And in about 90 seconds to a minute and a half, he can get over how funny he is how scary he is, how dangerous he is, and sell the match. It's absolutely unbelievable what he's able to convey in these promos. And there's one promo I kind of just want to talk about. I don't know if it's on his Twitter, you can YouTube, but just type in the Briscoes and it's called Cosmetically Pleasing. And what the promo, it, the base of the promo is they talk about how him and Mark went to WWE for a tryout and they absolutely nailed it. Knocked it out of the park. And of course they did it to the Briscoes. They knocked it out of the park to the point where Mark even called his wife excuse me jay called his wife basically said um and again i'm paraphrasing hey honey you don't have the bartender or waitress anymore we're gonna make it i'm gonna make millions you know we're set and then about a day or two later they got a phone call from the brass of wwe and they're like we love your promos we loved your in-ring work everybody likes you in the locker room you're not cosmetically pleasing meaning the tattoos the hair just the way that they look it's not going to come across to a multi-billion dollar company and the psychology of that promo is once Jay kind of goes off on the billion dollar corporation is be yourself. It's okay to be yourself and think outside the box and, you know, you do what you want to do with your life. And uh, to me, that's just, I remember, just remember watching that promo and I thought, man, these guys are so just thinking outside the box and they're living the way life they, they want to live. And they're helping everybody out on their way. And uh, another thing that really tugs at my heart with Jay Briscoe is not only was he a great wrestler, you know, a great brother, uh, just a great, great, you know, great guy. He was such a family man, you know, a wife, couple, kids, and uh, you know, even to the point where if you look go on Twitter, there's a, there's a video that's out with him helping his daughter at a cheerleading, uh, cheerleading practice, like basically going over like the cheers and tell you what, for a badass country boy, Jay Briscoe, that guy can move, you know. <laughs> so it was like, and that really, you know, that really, really tug at my heartstrings and uh you know, there's always kind of a you know a lesson to be learned here. And really the big lesson to be learned is go live your life to the fullest, man. Live your life to the fullest. I know here in the States, the average uh life expectancy for a male, I think, is like 80, 81. Again, Jay Briscoe passed away at 38, not even half that. But what he did at in those 38 years, most people wouldn't do in 98 years. So, like I said, folks. Go live your dreams. Go think outside the box. Do what you want to do with your life and live life to the fullest. And, Jay, man, thank you so much for all the advice and just making, you know, uh, thank you for all the great matches. And uh, rest in peace, brother. I love you. And, uh, hey, reach for the sky, boys.
1: Yeah, there's nothing I can really add to that touching tribute, My to be perfectly honest. The only thing that I'll add to that is obviously the last that I heard was that at least one of his daughters has had to have major surgery. Um, So keep all of his family in your prayers. Send out all the good thoughts and all those prayers to his family because that is who needs his family. Mark, obviously, who it was his birthday yesterday. I mean, as though it couldn't get any worse. Um, So, yeah, obviously, our thoughts, prayers go out to Jay's family and obviously... Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Fantastic wrestler. Um, and you said about the promos, there's two that really stick out for, uh, to me. There's the one just before the uh, just before the dog collar match with um, with FTR. Absolutely blistering promo. And then there was one just before, um, I think it was just before the G1 Supercard that he delivered uh, for um, the Gorillas of Destiny and my god he was on fire and i think he was a massively underrated promo in the grand scheme of things um i think it was a it was a definitely an underrated part of his game but yeah overall crushingly heartbreaking um and again i'll just reiterate make sure you keep his family um in your prayers and your good thoughts let's uh, yeah um it seems weird to transition from that into anything really matt but you know let's let's talk about some stardom um let's have
0: a good time buddy let's have a good time and thank i appreciate everybody letting me get that. i had that you know balled up in my chest for two days and i feel a million times better so thanks brother for giving me the time and uh to the fantastic friends and family of the startup cast thanks for uh, letting me get that out i, I love you guys thank you but yeah let's uh, let's have some fun now buddy
1: <laughs> let's do this so first of all matt let's talk a little bit about our patreon what have we got coming up in the month of january for our patreon listeners
0: well, as we mean you were just talking about 10 minutes before we hit the record button, and I better get this out now because I will forget, did not realize there are five Mondays in the month of January, and Rob didn't either, so uh, as you know, if you're a Red Belt to remember the Patreon, you get a uh, alternate commentary from myself and one Mr. Rob Goodwin, so it is... Uh, listener Patreon appreciation month. So the first person that sends us a message, either myself, Rob, or to the direct stardom cost cast on either Instagram, the email or our Twitter, that's the match that we're going to do. So you're going to get a fifth match. So for $5 in the month of January, you get five alternate commentaries from myself and Rob. You also get the Hana, um, Future of Stardom Championship Reign, which uh, went live about a week ago, and also Starlight Kid Future of Stardom Championship. I'm almost done with the matches there. I just have to just have the last two to uh, to go over. So, yeah. So, again, um, the first person that sends either me, Rob or uh, the Stardom cast. What match they would like for us to do. That's what we're going to do. few exceptions uh, because February is rivalry month and I will be putting up the poll on Patreon probably as soon as we get done recording this. So as you listen to this on Friday, it'll probably not on Patreon, excuse me, on uh, my Twitter. Um, by the time you are listening to this, it'll be up on my Twitter. So the only exceptions are you can't you can't pick a match from Starlight Kid versus Zumi, Sherry versus Utami. Kyrie versus EO and mayu versus momo because that's the theme that is going to be for february and then rob gets the honor sir um i guess we're gonna tie ring of honor back into it. the honor sir you get to pick one of each of those matches for our watch along in february and also uh you cannot pick julia versus sherry uh from dream Kingdom because that will be our bonus episode once we get to 50 patreons and we're getting closer every day and we thank you for that so um yeah, that's what we have going on for the Patreon. Oh, um, I know it's not Patreon, but I kind of just want to get this out there. Keep an eye out on my social media page because there's going to be some really cool star of art that I'm going to be posting. Uh, the fantastic Haley Stokes who does our who's done our first two logos, the Mayu doing the moonsault, and Julia winning the five star, the two logos. There's going to be another variant logo that should be out any day now. Um, I will not tell you what it is. I showed the picture that I sent to you know I sent it to Rob. He was two thumbs up for it. Also, um, my good friend Alex Sanchez, who uh, did some Stardom uh, crossover art, Stardom uh, comic art for me. If you remember, he did Suzu Suzuki as X-23 and Mayu as Supergirl. I commissioned him to do a few pieces for me, so I should be getting those hopefully very soon. And also my daughter Lily has uh, doing some fantastic artwork for me as well. I actually just sent that picture to Rob about an hour ago, and uh, he's over the moon for it as much as i am so uh you know if you like the art that uh that i've been posting not me personally but that uh that i've been getting um you know keep your eyes peeled on my uh my social media as those will probably go up hopefully in the next week or so
1: i mean you yeah your door is incredibly talented um i can't wait for everyone to see it and i've having seen the photograph that Maz used for a reference in terms of our new variant logo. Um uh, I'm extremely excited to see the finished product because it's a great photo and uh, I think it's going to translate really really well to uh, to podcast cover art. Um and obviously that's going to uh, that's going to build to more to more merch. So if you really like it, we'll add some more stuff to our merch store as well. Yeah, um yeah.
0: Oh, so one last thing. Sorry, brother. I did mean to cut you off. Um, Also, this Monday coming up, Rob and I will be releasing uh the next alternate commentary, which will be Julia versus Tam Nakano, not only for the white belt, but the hair versus hair match from the Budokan Hall at um All-Star Dream Cinderella. I think it was All-Star Dream Cinderella. Was that what it was called? I, I'm brain fart here. <laughs> the
1: Budokan Show, All-Star Dream Cinderella, yeah, yes.
0: I got it. I don't have your book here. <laughs> I usually have your book, and you might be saying, if you're new to the podcast, you might be saying, <laughs> Matt, what book is that? That's Living the Dream, Stardom's 10th anniversary show, uh, 10th 10th anniversary in review by my good friend, Rob Goodwin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for putting me over, buddy. Um, So, obviously, we're here to talk about Stardom. We've got two shows to talk about today, which is the last or the latest two nights of the Triangle Derby. Not a great deal of news to come out of Stardom this week. The only thing that has come out is that Miyu Amasaki apparently sustained an injury, and she is going to be out from the 20th until the 29th. Now, obviously, that's a translation of a Japanese tweet, so it could mean an illness as opposed to an injury, but uh, she's out until the 29th, which does mean that she will miss um, the New Blood show, and the stardom award show both at Bell Cell Dono Baba on the 20th and the 21st. So really bad luck for me, Uamasaki there, Matt.
0: Yeah, I just actually read that about an hour or so ago. And it seemed like that uh, she was just kind of getting back into things. She had a really good start coming out of the gate. She kind of maybe just fumbled a little bit as I think they were putting on her a better spotlight. I thought she had a really, really good showing with her and Azumi as a tag team at O2 line in uh in the uh, the stardom tag league and i always say it's you always want to get more reps doesn't matter if you're wrestling two months two years or 20 years and we decide that she's getting more and more reps she's been looking more comfortable in the ring and it looks like she just hit another roadblock here but uh hey that's just what happens in wrestling again it was an illness or she got hurt or whatever but regardless i'm a big fan of miyu amasaki i'm excited to see what she does in the year 2023 and i wish her a speedy recovery
1: and obviously, we talked about New Blood. Um, This New Blood 7 show, which uh, is tomorrow as we record, um, she is a part of the first New Blood Tag Team Championship tournament. She'll be teaming with Hina um, in what is slated to be the main event. I don't think it will be. um, Between her and Hina and Chanyota and Mei Sakurai. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there, whether they just make that some sort of three-way match and then have that tag match later on, or whether they give... Hina a new partner um, we'll see um, uh, I imagine this probably if they give Hina a new partner the chances are Chanyota Yota and Meisakura will go through, hopefully they'll just delay the match and give us something else because it would be nice to see Mio Amasaki again with a spotlight Is that, that's the whole point of these new blood shows and looking at the card because we'll be previewing it a little bit later, there's no one really that they can slot in Um, maybe a Zoomy, maybe. Um, Ooh,
0: I thought somebody said Lady C was taking her place in something. Was it that?
1: Lady C is in a three-way at the start of the show, but again, that could just be made into a singles match, couldn't it? It would make sense for Lady C to do it.
0: That's what I heard. I heard it's something with uh, Kaba- the, the girl that's Kabashi. That dresses in orange and black, and she has the last name Kabashi. And I'm really excited for that. But yeah, that was <laughs> supposed to be a three way. Well, I and I could be wrong. I've been wrong a time or two. An hour. Uh, but I thought they said that they were going to slot Lady C into into that spot and then that the three-way that Lady C was in was uh, now just the singles match.
1: That would make perfect sense. It's minimal disruption to the cards. Um, That'll be the three-way between Ruaka and Marika Kabashi, which is uh, the lady I think you're thinking about. Um, Yeah, stick Lady C in the tag match. I'll tell you what, that's an interesting team. Hina and Lady C especially I'll, I'll be perfectly honest lady c has been really impressive so far in this uh, triangle derby especially um on these two shows actually so it'll be interesting to see who gets the rub in that match um damn right we'll go you you heard it
0: you heard it first folks rob goodwin just said lady c has looked very impressive so there you go <laughs>
1: um she shed all references of the great Carsey. Um, It'll there be-
0: it
1: is. <laughs> we'll preview <laughs> new jerk. blood a bit later. Um, but let's delve into uh, the shows for the Triangle Derby. Obviously, this tournament continues to roll on with back-to-back nights in Osaka, Eddie and Arena 2. Um, what I'll do is I'll do what I usually do with these longer, sh- longer sort of... <sighs> road two shows they're not road two shows because the triangle derby shows but you get my idea Um, I'm going to read through all the results and then we'll sort of talk pick apart each match really so night one from Osaka, it was on Saturday, the 14th of January, 2023, from the and Arena Osaka 2 in Tokyo, with an attendance of 406. Um, we started with a tag team match with the Peach Rock team defeating Miyu Amasaki and Wakasukiyama, with Moakogo getting the pin with a nectar peach in 8 minutes and 51 seconds we then get a whole slew of triangle derby block matches. All of these were triangle derby block matches. Uh, the unique glare team of Starlight Kid, Ruwaka and Haruka Umasaki defeated the Myhimi with C team of Maika Himika and Lady C with Ruwaka getting the pinfall with the freezer bomb in nine minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, match three was Club Venus moving to four points, defeating the classmates team of Hazuki, uh, Sayurida and Kogama with um, Mariah Mays, Tombstone Driver that she christened happily ever after in 10 minutes and three seconds. Match four, Triangle Derby match again, seven up, getting their second consecutive win with a little bit of an upset actually, defeating Prominence with the Refrigerator Bomb in 13 minutes and 21 seconds. Uh, Match 5 saw Gold Ship Get to four points defeating the Queen's Quest team of Utami Ayashita Azumi and Matani in eleven minutes and six seconds in what I consider a massive shock. Um, our semi-main saw Abarembo Godzai going to five points, defeating the Barry Barry Bombers team, which saw a little bit of a matchup between Suri and Julia with Mirai submitting Mei Sakurai with the Mirror Mare in 13 minutes and 47 seconds and then our main event of this night was Cosmic Angels Natsupoi Tamnakano and Saki moving to four points defeating the rebel and enemy team uh, who remain on two points with Tamnakano getting the pinfall with the tiger suplex in 11 minutes and 55 seconds um Matt what match would you like to talk about first
0: Ah, uh, real quick, I just wanna talk about the opener, even though it wasn't a triangle derby match. Nice to see uh Peach Rock. Um, you know, we I thought they did a great job during the tag league. So it was nice to see them really almost picking up where they left off. And uh nice to see that Momo Kogo getting the win with the nectar peach. It always seems like she uses that almost as a setup for somebody else in the stars team to uh to kind of maybe wear them down and then maybe Mayu comes in with the moonsault or Hizuki, uh promptly kicks somebody's face off. Um, <laughs> but it was nice to see Momo Kogo in the opener, not only getting the win, but maybe starting to put her, her finisher over.
1: Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I think that the best thing to do with Momokogo at the moment, who, again, looked really good over these two nights, um, is to keep teaming her with Mayu. Whenever she's not on the card, team her with Mayu, because the more she's with Mayu, the more she's with Hazuki, you know, Kogama, she's getting that in-ring experience and she's picking up her timings and things like that. And you can tell that it's really benefiting her. You know, the Goddess of Star and Tag League, even though Peach Rock ended with barely any points. And obviously there was that little bit of a storyline between Momokogo and Hazuki. Um, I thought you could see a noted improvement, similar to what you were saying about Miyu Amasaki and Azumi. I think the goddess of Storm Tag League has really, really, really benefited Momokogo. And we've seen it before, obviously, the Wingori team back in 2020 of Sayurida and Hannon. I thought that was a real breakout tournament for the for, for Hanan. So uh, it's nice to see that uh, they entrust. I say entrusted, they gave Momokogo the win here. I thought it was a decent match, to be perfectly honest, Matt.
0: Yeah, I had a three and a quarter stars. I thought it was a really good opener.
1: Yeah, I gave it three and a quarter as well. Um, obviously, we're just going to bip and bop around these uh, Triangle Derby matches. I just wanted to talk about Club Venus for a second, Matt, because you weren't, on our last episode, I don't want to say you weren't hot on uh, Club Venus. You were, you had a couple you went Some problems, to, yeah. You, had, you hiccups you went a cu- couple of hiccups. Let's call it that. A couple of hiccups with uh, Mariah May and Sya Brooks. Side did they rectify those hiccups over these two shows? Do you think?
0: Rob, you're halfway across the world, and uh, are you looking at my notes? Because I literally have really enjoyed this match. Club Venus starting to gel. <laughs> I think there'll be big stars coming out here. I then that was my next thing I wanted to talk about. I was just going to talk about match two about how I echo your sentiments as all the time, as I think Mike is going to be a huge, huge star in mm-hmm. 2023. But uh, going on to this, uh, yeah, Club Venus, I thought, was really great here. It just seemed like they were, again, they looked really good at that Cork and Hall show against God's Eye, and they think they look just okay other than that. But now it really seems like they're starting to find maybe their footing, um, if that makes any sense. And then you're, you're in the ring with Saeeda. Who, granted, we all know she eats a lot of falls, but for only wrestling a few years, Eat is fantastic. She plays her role not only in Stars real well, but Stardom real well. It's like she's got a really good niche at what she's doing, and then she's you know she's tagging with one of the, in my opinion, the Stardom tag team of uh, 2022, like the tag team of the year with Hazuki and Kagama. Um, so I think that the you know they're g- gelling very well together. I thought these two teams worked really, really well together. And I have a note in here that I would love to see a Hazuki Mina Shirakawa match somewhere down the line. And I know you have Mina Shirakawa pegged as possibly the person to upend Sai Kamatani's white belt run. And I have Hazuki, So maybe that's a white belt match somewhere, maybe in the summer or fall. Who knows? But I thought the match was really good. I think that uh, the way Mina is, Mina, she's reminding me a lot of Tam like a year, year and a half ago. The way she kind of directs how Tam would direct traffic with Mina and Yunagi Mm. in the match to to showcase one she's the leader and two to get the most out of her teammates and we really saw that a lot in this match and a lot you know in the uh in, you know um in the, the the previous match with uh with god's eye so i think that you know they're starting to gel really really well together and they're going to be teaming up a lot more because we still have a little bit of this triangle derby to go to but i thought this was really really good um i don't know how i feel about mariah may using the tombstone considering the fact that's Mayu's setup for the uh, either the two-stage Dragon or the Moonsault. Regardless, it looks really good. I like uh, how she christened it happily ever after. I thought this match was great. Um, I thought it was really good. Again, the two teams jailed really well together. And I've just about, all within about one week, uh, you know, 180 my stance on Club Venus, which I'm really happy for because I really want to see Mina do really, really well, especially coming off the uh, the facial injury she had in that match with Sayakamatani. But uh, for a match that went up hair over ten minutes, I thought it was great. I actually gave it three and three fourth stars.
1: I I gave it three and a half. I think the big thing that I noticed over these two nights is the roles are now very, very defined in Club Venus. And I feel like each woman knows her role. You've got Zaya Brookside, who starts the match, takes a lot of the heat, and then Mariah May comes in, swings the momentum, and then you've got Mina Shirakawa, who, of course, is the big force in Club Venus. But aside from just being the person who takes the heat, I was really impressed with Zaya these two nights. There was one moment where she was in um, sort of on the mat in a headlock, and she balanced on her head and started getting the cloud to crap back. Clap by uh, cra- clapping her feet, and I was like, "How the hell does someone do that? Like, that's that's ridiculous athleticism." But you know, that aside, I thought she had really good chemistry with uh, with Hazuki. I thought those two gelled really well. I would, I'm real, I am really enjoying the stuff Mariah May is doing, um, and I'm glad that they gave her the pinfall here as well. So that's both Zaya Brookside and Mariah May who've achieved pinfalls. Um, So, yeah, obviously, Mina Shirakawa hasn't eaten a pinfall, but both Zaya and Mariah May have. Something I did want to talk about before we talk about the rest of these matchups. Obviously, at the moment, so Zaya Brookside put on Twitter that she's open for bookings worldwide throughout 2023. Now, if that's the case, and that's obviously absolutely fine, that leaves Club Venus, assuming Mariah May is the same and they aren't signed to exclusive stardom contracts, which it doesn't sound like they are. That leaves Club Venus with Mina Shirakawa, and that's it. Now, what we don't want is for this triangle derby to end. I don't think either of us have got Club Venus as winning, but we don't want this triangle derby to end, have all this momentum behind Mina Shirakawa, and then Club Venus just disappear. So are we going to see, obviously, I think both of us have got Wakasukiyama at some point Joining Club Venus, do we see maybe some members of colors breaking off and joining Club Venus because it would be a shame for the whole Triangle Derby to be about this brand new you know faction in a faction, and then it just disappear as soon as the tournament's over,
0: Matt I didn't even think about that, buddy. um, yeah, that's the possibility. Maybe Si Brookside knows that after this stardom shot, she's gonna kind of go away for a little bit, Maybe that's all they have her booked for. So you figured she's working for the second biggest company in Japan that has a huge, huge following. I mean, that Tam Roadshow that was live and free on YouTube, I think within the first 24 hours, had like 114,000 views on youtube so it's like she's getting a lot of exposure so she knows that she's going to be going away from maybe they'll say hey we're going to bring you back sometime in the summer for a couple shots she i mean she's just being aggressive and being smart and betting on herself by saying i'm getting all this exposure let me put my stuff out for my bookings while i'm in stardom i'll crush it while i'm in stardom and then once you know once my you know contract up or my handshake deals up i'm just going to go and crush it everywhere else um, that's a possibility. Yeah, we do have, you know, Waka. I think we both kind of right now, I think Waka is going to go at Club of Venus. But here's something else too, Rob. And of course, I got to go to the comedy side here. That might actually happen. Lady C has a be- date at a beauty salon. What if she, <laughs> what if she's there getting her nails done, this or that, and in comes, and who just <laughs> happens to be sitting there getting a pedicure is Mina Shirakawa. And then Mina's like, hey, we're going to be here for two hours getting beautiful. Why don't you join Club Venus? And she talks Lady C into joining Club Venus. I mean, Lady C, you look at Queen's Quest. I mean, I don't need to rant and rave about how much I love Queen's Quest, but and I think Lady C is doing a fantastic job fitting in very well into Queen's Quest. But let's be honest, you're not breaking that top three of Utami, Azumi, and Sayakamatani. You're just not the three of the best wrestlers in the world. So would it be beneficial for like Lady C to maybe be as she keeps improving, which you just admitted a few minutes ago uh, <laughs> that she's just improving that? What if she does go to Club Venus and she's like kind of the second in command? She's one of the tallest people on the roster. She's got that brutal choke slam. She throws those chops. She throws that big boot. What if maybe she's like Mina's enforcer? I mean, that's something, you know, maybe four or five months as they can kind, of, kind of maybe keep building up Lady C. That's a possibility of something that they can go with as well.
1: Maybe playing the Amisori role to, uh, that Amisori plays to Sury. Or initially that was what it was. Um, yeah, it could work. I mean, we're assuming that there aren't dates already penciled in for Zion, she's just looking for dates around the stardom dates. It was just something that sort of cropped up as I was, uh, as I was reading these results out. Um,. A match I do want to talk about, the semi main event, um, Rampage God's Eye against Barry Barry Bombers. This was my match of the two nights. And I think if anything encapsulates just how much May Sakurai has improved, it's this match here and specifically that closing two or three minutes with Mirai. Because that for me was fantastic storytelling. May Sakurai rolling desperately to get out of the mirror, mirror to repeatedly get to the ropes, but then Mirai dragging her back into the hold. And then that moment right at the very, very end where she attempts to roll out of it and Mirai just clamps down on it so she's stuck. And that's when she's able to lock it in and get May Sakurai to tap out. It was a really, really, really compelling finish because you think... You've got to keep May Sakurai relatively strong because she's got a Future of Stardom challenge coming up on Saturday as we record. So how are they going to finish this? Because you're certainly not having Julia take the pin. Um, and you could maybe give Tekla the pin, but May Sakurai seems the logical choice if Barry Barry Bombers are to lose. So when she's locked in the mirror, it's like, oh, that's it. Just your your typical finish. But I thought... They did a tremendous job of keeping her strong. She was in the mirror mare for a ridiculous amount of time, Matt.
0: Yeah, not only that, but they showed like her fighting spirit was did a great job fighting out of it. And to Mariah's credit, she kept having to work at it, go back at it, put different, put it on in a different way. You know, the double wrist lock, that's her go-to submission hold. How to put it on different ways or how to try to roll her back in the middle of the ring or almost like, you know, put her leg over her head for a different leverage. They did a really great job working that. And, uh, yeah, and again, I mean, you talk about May Sakurai's improvement all the time on this show, and she's done such a great job. She had a great uh, shot in and the, and the five-star tournament. I'm excited to see what she's going to do at the Cinderella tournament. And then again, this just goes to show you again, just how great Julia is when they put these matches together, whether it's, you know, the Berry Berry Bombers or whether um, when Tekla was on the shelf and they did the makeshift team of Julia and May Sakurai's Oh My Julia is. Obviously, you know, Julia, she's going to be the one that's calling a lot of the offense, whether it's on the apron, in the ring, or in the back. And she gives May Sakurai. She understands like what May does right. And she exploits all of her positives, and she again, Julie does just a great job of that. And I think these three teams work are these three ladies and Tecla, Julia, and May Sakurai. They do work so well together. As you'll see in these matches, you'll see a little bit of um, of Mafia Bell attack stuff, and then you'll see a little bit of uh, Oh My Julia attack stuff, and then when the match really breaks down, you'll see some triple teamwork. You know, from the three DDM members. But, uh, yeah, they did a really good job teasing us a little bit with uh, May Sakurai and Amisori in the beginning and the middle of this match. But at the end, even in defeat, I thought, again, May Sakurai looked great here. You're absolutely right, my friend. But I thought the match was terrific. Yeah, my favorite match of the uh, – I didn't see all of the show on the 15th because of, as of last night, I think they only uploaded three or four matches. So uh, I'll take your word on it that it was the best of the better of the, uh, of the two shows. But I had this at four stars. I thought this was solid, and not only – uh, my favorite match that I've seen so far of these two shows, but probably my top three favorite matches of this uh, Triangle Derby tournament.
1: I would go so far as to say it's my top three matches of the Triangle Derby ever of any Triangle Derby oh, match.
0: Wow, uh, doubling down, folks! Absolutely, doubling down. Yeah, here you go. All buddy. my
1: <laughs> chips are in with that. Um, uh, I mean, we we do need to talk about the Aberrembo God's Eye pre-match promo. Because that was the most chaotic two minutes of television I think I've ever seen. They went from saying, Oh, look, I've got new contacts in, to saying, Do they look good? to then messing up their own name, to then not saying God's eye and turning into rabbits halfway through. I was like, What is going on here?
0: You thought somebody spiked your teeth. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
1: I was watching it going, I do not understand. <laughs> What is going on here? I was like, yeah. this this I can't I can't be watching the right thing. Um yeah, absolute carnage. Um and then finally, obviously, I want to talk about the main event, Cosmic Angels versus Rebel and Enemy. And am I right in thinking, Matt, that you are a big fan
0: of My Yuki? I sure am. I think I text you right away because you look at the show, you figured the main event would have been either Queen's Quest versus Gold Ship. And just real quick, I don't like to swear in this podcast, but the fact that Queen's Quest had an L bullshit, but uh, <laughs> anywho, great match, or it would have been, or it would have been uh, uh, the, the you know the match we just talked about because you have Julie and Sherry, uh, you know, like the, the two captains of the team, so you figured that would have been the main event. But then as I'm watching the show, and I was like, they're putting Rebel Enemy in another main event, and I get it, it's Tam, it's a Po, it's like I get it, but yeah, uh, what Mai Ukuki's doing, I'm really really impressed. Uh, Mike Ozaki is really good too. Ramka Chow, I've only seen her on the New Blood shows, and I know when she was coming in, she had a lot of buzz about her, and I was, I thought, I thought, didn't think her matches were all that good. They were more gimmicky. gimmicky not uh, The New Blood and the Stardom and Showcase shows, but I'm like, well, that's what Stardom and Showcase is. It's more of like a gimmick thing, but the more I've seen of Ramka in these uh, matches with Rebel Enemy, I'm really impressed by what she's doing, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Maya Yaguki. Um, am I saying that right?
1: I think it's Yukihi, but say it with enough confidence, mate, and we'll make Mayurutuku. it. that. <laughs> there you go. Uh,
0: but uh, Maya, I'm just gonna call her Maya. Uh, I, I'm really impressed with her. I mean, she she comes to the ring with like a presence about her. She really like, does. Yeah. Like, yeah, and you're in you're in this promotion. For the first time, only having a handful of matches with people that have the presence of a Mayu, a Julia, a Momo Watanabe, a Starlight Kid, a Sherry. That It's just like you want to talk about presence across the board. As soon as they cut the curtain, you're like, oh, boy, you know, someone's about to get their ass kicked. And she has this really – she fits in really well as far as having great presence once she cuts the curtain. And she's great in the ring because she throws really good kicks. She throws really good knees. She has really good submissions, which is kind of really right up my alley. And I think what they're doing and I, you know, as soon as I saw this was the main event, I text you and I said, I think they're going to push her maybe to go have a run in the Cinderella or somewhere where they're just going to build her up to feed her towards Julia, which I'm I'm absolutely fine with. I, I don't I wouldn't be shocked to see her getting a red belt uh, title shot, you know, somewhere down the line. But I thought the match was great and uh, always great. To see Tim and Natsupoy, you know, they're out there fantastic. And I'm really enjoying Saki, you know, playing the, uh, the third role here uh, in this Cosmic Angels team.
1: Yeah, she's massively improved, um, and I'm I'm far harder na- on her now than I was during the five star, um, or at least early on in the five star, should I say? And I thought actually she had one of the one of the better exchanges with Yuki. I thought um, I thought Saki looked really good in this match. The only thing I wish is that they tend to give Nat to play all the L's and it would have been nice for Nat to get the win here but you can't have everything in life um obviously cosmic angels move to four points rebel and enemy stay on two and actually Yuki, he has a fantastic exchange on the second night with Starlight Kid as well. So uh, they really did highlight her over these two shows. I certainly wouldn't be opposed to it being, you know, a red belt tile defense, you know, maybe on, I say, a lesser show. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, you know, like Corican or something like that, if they were to do a red belt defense at a Corican, even though I don't think they've done a red belt defense at Corican since since Mayu. Did Yutami have one at, at Corican? I don't think she did.
0: No, no, well, she a, did. Well, our Patreon members can tell us because I did the Utami Hayashista uh, <laughs> <laughs> complete review, and I completely forgot. So, uh, no, no, she know. did. Let she did. Know. She
1: had the tenth anniversary show. Of course, she did. Yeah, um, it is. So I gave this three and three quarters. I thought this was a this was a fun main event.
0: I gave it four stars, but I like even though I had the uh, the Julio Sherry. Uh, match uh, as four stars, um, the God's Eye versus the Bear Bear Bombers. I like that four stars better than this one. But this was great as well. And as always, Rob, you must be looking at my notes because I had not takes the heat. It would be nice if she got a pinfall. But in parentheses, I will put, I will never be upset with Tan McConnell getting away.
1: <laughs> now, if I think the word that best sums up these two nights is solid because sure. there, there was nothing blow away on this, on these two nights, I don't think there's a match really that we'd be saying, right? You need to make time out of your schedule to go and watch this match. Nothing was especially bad. In fact, nothing was really bad at all. Um, everything was sort of around three and a quarter, three and a half stars. Aside from, you know, in my opinion, Abaremba, God's Eye, and Barry Barry Bombers, which was the one that sort of broke that four stars threshold. Would you agree, or am I being too harsh on these two nights?
0: No, no. And I think stardom should put that on a poster and uh, quote Rob Goodwin stardom. It, nothing is nothing is ever awful. Rob Goodwin, uh, come see our show, $20 <laughs> for general admission. No, you're right. Everything was everything on the show was enjoyable. Everything was really good. You didn't have any match-of-the-year candidates, but it can't always be like that. Well, it might be on the on the show on, on uh, February 4th. It might have three or four match-of-the-year candidates. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, as always, my friend, I will. Well, what well, well, Pelling podcast? uh, As always, I agree with you. Solid show. Everything was really good. Nothing was bad, uh, but no match to your candidates. But yeah, I mean, I, you got, you get, you know, if you watch the show and you paid, you know, $20, 30 40 to be there, you got your money's worth. If you paid the seven, eight bucks on Stardom World, like we did, definitely got my money's worth. Uh, You know, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed this show and i was only able to watch the first three matches of uh, the next show that we're going to talk about just because it just got uploaded as we record this uh this morning so
1: yeah i'll do, I'll do my best to give sort of a rundown of uh of the matches because i managed to we've had a snow day today um because the snow was so unexpected they hadn't gritted the roads, so we couldn't get into work so uh i've had a day basically where i was like oh you've uploaded the rest of the show from the 15th. I'm going to watch it all. Um, so I'll do my best to sort of fill in the gaps. Um, so this was again Sunday the 15th of January 2023 from Eddie and Arena Osaka 2. Slightly bigger attendance. Obviously it was uh, a Sunday. 454 people in attendance. Match 1, three-way match. Kogerman defeated Yuna Mizumori and Mirai with the Goomerol in 7 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, a three-way tag match followed with Meltier getting the win over the Teams of Suri and Amisori and the Stars team of Hazuki and Sayada, with Tam again getting the pin with the Tiger Suplex in 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Um, all the rest of these are now triangle derby block matches. Uh, Queen's Quest moved to three points, defeating Lollipop, uh, with Sayakamitani getting the pinfall over Wakasukiyama with the Star Crusher in 11 minutes and 39 seconds. Uh, unique Glare defeat Rebel and Enemy via Disqualification in 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, My Himmy with C moved to 4 points, defeating H&Ms who remain on 0 with Lady C's new finisher, I'm Ready, in 11 minutes and 34 seconds. Um, In the semi-main we had Prominence moving to 6 points defeating Club Venus who remain on four points with Risa Sarah getting the pinfall over Mariah May with the diving double knee drop in 11 minutes and 47 seconds. And then in our main event, Gold Ship moved to six points, defeating the Barry Barry Bombers with uh, Natsukatora getting the pinfall over May Sakurai with the trifecta in 12 minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, Matt, what would you like to talk about, buddy?
0: Let's talk about uh, match number two, uh, Electric Boogaloo Meltier versus Hazuki versus Saeeda versus the God's Eye team of Ami, Sori, and Shiri. There was, First of all, there was somebody that put up on Twitter just a few hours ago of clips of Hazuki and Tam trading forearms from their Goddess of Stardom championship match, I believe it was at Stardom X Stardom, and then clipped it right uh, of, of uh, the forearm exchange between these two. And I quickly retweeted the tweet and said, there's three things I need, my, need in my life. In this order, one, clean air, two, really good food, and three, a Tam versus Hazuki feud. Because these two ladies just laid into each other. Everybody else looked good. I mean, obviously, Meltia, their tag stuff gets better every time I see it. Uh, Saeeda played her role really well. Siri is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I'm really enjoying watching what Ami Sori does. I thought all three of these teams gelled well. As a tag team. As tag teams, obviously, uh, Meltier being the constant tag team between the teams. But, my God. Cam and Suzuki, To me, that just stole the show on this this match, brother. It's mental.
1: Absolutely. Like... Up there with one of the better exchanges I've seen. I mean, both of them hold nothing back. And I think that's something we can say about Hazuki since her return. She has held nothing back in any of the matches, whether it's a throwaway six-woman tag opening the card or whether it's a Red Bell match against Yutami. She holds absolutely nothing back. She is going gung-ho in every single match. And it's it's stupidly fun to watch. And this is why I want to see her in a prevalent spot, you know, challenging for that wide box. She doesn't even have to win. I just want to see her highlighted in that spot again because she is so damn good.
0: Yeah, I'm such a huge fan of Hazuki, and I'm hoping. I don't pull much, you know. I just want Stardom to grow as a company. Whoever they're putting in as, you know, the winner of the five star, the Cinderella, the white belt, the red belt, etc. I just hope it's somebody that's going to put more eyes on the product and it's going to help the product grow. But as a, you know, as the fan in me, I'm pulling for Hazuki to win that Cinderella tournament because we're presuming. That the winner of that tournament will go on just a few weeks later on that Yokohama uh arena show challenge, probably who's gonna be Kamatani and uh man yeah. Sayakamitani versus Suzuki, that's just they had a great, great match in the five star. I mean, five star was so good. We kind of some of these matches that aren't on like the bigger shows, we kind of uh you know, just kind of just gloss over. But you can go back and watch their five star match. It was uh it was fantastic. But uh also, too, Shuri, um, continuing the Natsapoi beatdown tour, tour <laughs> 2023. Like, there's a really good Meltair exchange in the beginning. I'm like, ah, that makes sense. They're the tag team. The psychology of his, you know, hey, you know, if we, t- if we, you know, use our tag team experience, you know, we'll get the advantage here. And that happens. And Shuri just comes in. He snapped and airs, over. And you know it's coming. I mean, it literally sounds like somebody broke a window in my house. She's like, cheapers, creepers. Oh, and she holds nothing, we...
1: nothing back. It's great. <laughs>
0: No, and poor not support. I don't know if it's a cell. A shoe, or it's a little from column A, or a little from column B. But you just feel bad for poor not support because Siri just just lays right into it. And then again, you get the exchanges between Tam and Hazuki, and then Tam gets a little bit of the advantage. She starts running spots, and then she just runs. And the way the camera angle caught it, she runs right into a huge pump kick from from Hazuki. And I was like, oh boy, I think it says Adidas on Tam's face or whatever <laughs> what shoes Hazuki's wearing because it literally just caught her right at the last the last second. The way the camera angle shot it was. Tam is boom, 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 boom. And then she runs. And all of a sudden you just see Tam, you just see Tam running. And then you just see Hazuki coming in with that pump kick at the last second. Like, Oh geez, I hope she's okay. <laughs> but, uh, Ida again, great in her role here. It's like you know she's always throwing the machine gun chops, and that she does like the road warrior animal uh, top rope uh, uh, shoulder tackle does so well. And then she's a really great uh, finishing stretch with Tam to the point where she count she counters the uh, the tiger suplex, and then they tease the Itabashi as the finish, but then she gets hit with uh, Tam with that again another super stiff uh, spin kick and into the tiger suplex for the three. I thought this was great again. The uh, the highlight to me of this match was. Uh, was Hazuki and Tam, but I had three and three fourth stars I love this match
1: um I want to talk a little bit about the unique glare and rebel enemy uh, match just because it it had the potential to be really really good um I mentioned the exchange between Starlight Kid and uh Yukihi and how good that was um it takes a lot to keep up with Starlight Kid because she is so damn good and she is so damn quick, but I thought Yukihi considering. I don't think high speed and you know that sort of match up is her wheelhouse I thought she did tremendously well in those opening exchanges I thought that Haruka Masaki it was certainly the best I've seen her in a stardom ring um and she seemed far oh, more great. confident um just just overall seem more confident which is great and then there was a slightly nonsense finish. Um, the referee had an injured hand, attempted to do a three-count, and uh, Ram Kachau grabbed the hand so that he wouldn't do it. Um, and then Starlight like Kid is talking to the referee, and Ram K- Ramkachow comes with the... I know it's not cocaine, but that's all I can, that's all I can see. <laughs> Holy
0: <laughs> so, Holy, I apologise, folks. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> just blows this illicit substance in the referee's face because Starlight Kid ducks and it's thrown out. And, you know, literally just before that, Starlight Kid had literally bludgeoned all three members of Rebel and Enemy with that box. And it was just, oh, come on. Like, you... I don't know. It the inconsistency annoyed me. Um but overall I thought it was probably the best unique glare match. Um and it was another good um sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Another good let, highlight, let's say that. Another good exposure for uh, Um I thought the match between MyHimi with C and H&M's was the match of this night. I thought Lady C and Momokogo had a brilliant exchange. Her new finisher, Lady C, which is some sort of... I don't know how to explain it. She sets for a regal plex and then it ends up into a slam um, but it looks really cool. Um, Momoko took a choke slam. She ended up in the rafters, like she was r- super high, and like Lady C proper drilled her down. It was fantastic. Um, you know, I I really really want a Mayu Iwatani and Himika singles match. I feel like we haven't seen that much. Um, I know they've had the odd one in the five star, and think, well, I want to see it again because Jesus Christ, they have such good chemistry and. Himika's lariats and just hard hitting offense just works so well with Mayu's rubber neck selling and her quick offense and creating distance. I think that'll be so, so good. That's something that I want to see in the future. I gave this three and three quarter stars. Um, How many of these did you see, Matt? Was Was it literally just the first three?
0: it was that's all that was uploaded as of 10 o'clock my time last night and uh literally guys i recorded this on a thursday i was watching aew and the next thing i know i fell asleep i'd missed the brian danielson bandino match which i heard was great that's just how my days are so early and i run so hard that's like i'm gonna stay up and watch it and i just didn't do it but when, right before i went to bed i was like well let me just check to see if the shows up. i'm like ah it's not So it must have just went up uh, early, uh, early your time, but kind of, I just want to just touch upon something that you said, because like I said, I only saw up to the Queens quest versus the lollipop match. You talked about uh, Micah and Mayu, and then you said, Jesus Christ. Do you want to see that as a three-way with Mayu, Jesus Christ, and Micah?
1: I feel like that's going to be on Stardom in Showcase. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, at the end of New Bloods, just comes down with this biblical music and just calls out Micah and Mayu Uitani for a three-way at Corican. Everybody Um,
0: says they want to see Mayu versus uh, mercedes Monet as the dream match. Like, ah, that's kid stuff. Yeah, We have the the saviour of the new world and Mayu.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It will be interesting to see as you put the the saviour of the new world. What would he do to keep Mayu down? (laughs) Because many have tried and many have failed. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: what a sell oh, <laughs> folks. oh my goodness stardom why are not you hiring rob goodwin like really i tell
1: you what you create far more of a buzz around stardom and showcase if you book jesus christ on it um look at wwe they are god tagging tag with Shawn michaels um and that went really well he says sarcastically um the queen's Quest versus lollipop match then which was the last match you saw I thought, aside from the definite increase in bum-based offense uh, in Wakasukiyama, I thought she did really, really well here. And I thought she worked really well with Sai Kamatani.
0: Yeah, she really did towards the end. It really seemed like uh, Yuko and Rina had maybe but a little, little bit of a difficulty time in the beginning of this match trying to keep up with Queen's Quest. It seemed like they were half a step off then I think towards the end, not only did they pick up their game, I think because Azumi, Sai, and Yutami were so good, they were like, okay, like we can't, this isn't, we're, and no disrespect to Yuko and Rena, but I think they're like, okay, this isn't Julia, this isn't Shiri, this isn't Momo, this isn't Starlight Kid. We need to do a little bit better. To highlight their strength, and you can see the way that Queen's Quest was able to adapt, and then I think Yukon and Rina did really, really well, and yeah, it was a really great closing stretch where like there was like five or six really close near falls with Waka rolling Sayakamitani up, which uh that's kind of Waka's gimmick as she gets so close. And she's doing it against the white belt champion and what may go down as the greatest white belt champion of all time. You know, she went for the first star crusher and she got rolled up like twice back to back. And the second one was so close and the way that the ref sold almost hitting the mats. Like, Oh, can you imagine if, if Waka's uh, and the crowd, even bit it, they bit into it. Can you imagine Waka's first win is against the white belt champion? Um, you know, that would have been something, but then ultimately, uh, Saya Kamitani, basically she was I think she watched the Hazuki match and was like, let me kick Waka. I gave Waka all this uh really good offense and near fall. So I'm gonna hit the spin kick to the back of her head and do my pump kick that didn't look as good as Hazuki's, but at the same time on a scale of one to ten if Hazuki's was a fifty, Sayas was a forty-eight. So uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she properly kicked poor Waka pretty good there. Uh, and then hits the Star Crusher for the finish. So I thought it was was really good. uh, I thought Queen's Quest did a really good job building up Lollipop in this match, especially the last four or five minutes. Um, Again, it's Queen's Quest, folks. I mean, we don't... I will literally do an entire podcast on how much I love Queen's Quest, and uh, I think me and Rob somewhere in the future are are actually going to do that. Stay tuned for more details. Um, But I had this one at uh, three and three-fourth stars. I really, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I think it's... Just adding to that, you know, Whacker is going to be fine. She's going to continue to eat the losses. She's going to come to the culmination of this storyline with Cosmic Angels and maybe Club Venus. She's going to get that first win, and she is going to be fine. Is she a future Red Belt champion? Probably not. But, you know... What? (laughs) You heard it here first. Um, (laughs) But, you know, not everyone can be the Red Belt champion. So, you know is she going to be someone that maybe challenges for the white belt future, you know, later down the line, quite possibly, you know, the SWA belt, you know, things like that. Yes, quite possibly. She'd be perfect. Um, She went for the SWA belt because she was born in New York. So it would make perfect sense. Um, But again, we've got to get to that first win and uh, the culmination of that storyline. Yeah.
0: I think what I'm going to do too, too, buddy, because these last four matches sound real tasty. So obviously I'm going to go back. I'm going to go probably even uh, today. Um, I'm going to because tomorrow is Friday, so tomorrow will be New Blood 7. Um, so what I'll do is tonight uh, I will go and watch these matches. I'll note them, and then I'll probably put up on my Twitter my star rating just so you know it's up there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just in brief before I go through uh, how the blocks look. Um, Prominence and Clavinus, I gave three and a quarter. And Goldship versus Barry Barry Bombers, I gave three and a half. Um, let's look at the blocks then. Most teams having had either three or four matches. Let's start with Redblock, who seven up, obviously the odd one out to that. Um, they are two and out oh at four points, top of the block. Uh, unique Glare. Our second going two and one with four points. Cosmic Angels are two wins, two losses on four points, as are Club Venus. Queen's Quest sit in fifth, having uh, won one, lost one, drawn one. They are on three points. Barry Barry Bombers sit below them at one and three on two points. And then propping up the rest are H&Ms at 0 and three and at zero points. It's blue block where the more interesting things are happening because top of the block and unbeaten 3 0 are gold ship on six points. Uh, Prominence are in second, going three and one. They are also on six points. Abarembo God's Eye are in third, they are two, zero, and one on five points. Uh, My Himi with C in fourth, two and one on four points. Rebel and Enemy in fifth, one and two, two points. Classmates. One and two on two points, and then obviously at the bottom of the block, O oh and four are lollipop. So uh, obviously, Matt, we are more or less at the halfway stage of the triangle derby. Um, both of us have Queen's Quest winning, and obviously because both of us have Queen's Quest winning, they sit fifth in the block. Um, obviously, you know they're only one point, they're only one point off. So. The chances are they will be up in the mix. Has anything you've seen so far changed your mind as to who is going to make the final?
0: No, not at all. I thought you had God... I thought I know we both had Queen's Quest, God's Eye. I thought you had God's Eye winning.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I meant Queen's Quest to get to the final is what I meant.
0: Oh, okay. No, I still think Queen's Quest, they have, you know, one win, one loss, one draw. I still think they'll get there. I think the fact that they put so much on that Queen's Quest, God's Eye uh, hype on that, you know, the first night... And the fact that that could be the finals because they're doing the 2020 uh, Goddess of Stardom Tag League. I don't understand why, but whatever it is, what it is. And uh, and in then, then that match, I think we both gave it four stars. That, as good as it was, they held something back. Like, there's more left. Mm. And I think they're going to save that for the finals. So I still think that that is going to be uh, the finals. It's going to be Queen's Quest and God's Eye. Um, I'm Again, I'm shocked at how many main events Rebel Enemy is getting. But the... Uh, Stardom's not shy on giving chances to, uh, you know, outsiders to show what they're doing. And I think that they're absolutely knocking it out of the park. Again, I like what Club Venus was, is doing. First couple out, you know, showings, I was a little confused, but it seems like they're really starting to gel together and really good in getting their footing um, as a team. Of course, we know that Lollipop's going to be eating a whole bunch of L's. Uh, again, love what the, the Berry Berry Bombers are doing. Again, Julia's she's just fantastic. Tech was great. And May Sakurai seems to be proving uh, every outing. I'm kind of not shocked, but I'm very happy the way that Lady C is gelling so well with Mike and Himika. Mm-hmm. It seems just like like Mike and Himika are like the two big hard hitters uh, in stardom. And you're throwing Lady C, who I can't wait to see this regal plex into body slam finish and this huge choke slam on poor Momo Kogo when I get home later today. But uh, I'm really uh, pleasantly surprised and um, I'm not surprised, but just uh, excited just how well those three ladies are teaming. Uh, gelling well together. I'd like to see more of Haruka Yamasaki maybe get some wins, considering the fact that she just got a semi-main event title shot at Stardom Dream Queendom. So I would like to see, you know, based on what you said, that they, they won a match by disqualification, but, like, you couldn't have her pin, you know, Ramka Chow, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. to put some steam, more steam behind her. But regardless, uh, it is what it is. But I think the tournament is going very well. Everything's been really, really solid. I think they're doing a great job so far. What, in my opinion, is the greatest triangle derby <laughs> tournament of all time? So, uh, how about you, buddy? How do you think it's going?
1: Um, uh, I, I am in agreement with you. I do think it's probably the best, probably the best triangle derby of all time. Um. I am in agreement with you. What they seem to be doing at the moment, obviously, my me with C, they're putting quite a lot of um, emphasis on Lady C, Barry Barry Bombers. They are putting a lot of emphasis onto Mei Sakurai. And we've talked about how, for example, New Blood is all about promoting that youth and promoting Joshi from other areas that people might not be as familiar with. And if this this tournament can be about maybe focusing on people that don't necessarily get the rub on your ordinary stardom cards, I think that would be a perfect way of doing this because I do think this tournament, just because of the history of it, because it's, this is its first year, and just because people care less Inherently about six woman tags. Currently, it's at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of the four stardom tournaments. So, why not use this to highlight those that don't necessarily have the limelight all that often? Your Wakasuki Armors, your Lady C, your Mei Sakurai, your Haruku Rimasaki, your Ruwaka, for example. I think this would be the perfect tournament to do that. Um, I'm surprised that Unique Glare are second. In the block, if I'm perfectly honest, um, I'm also, well, I'm not surprised at seven up a top, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I don't see them staying there, but there we are. But they do now have a win over the champions. So expect to see an artist of stardom championship defense against the team of Nene Takashi Yu and Yuna Mizumori in the near future. Let's move on then to Friday's show, which is going to be New Blood 7, Friday the 20th of January 2023 from Belsal Takatanobaba in Tokyo. Um, uh, again, we went through this card um, last week, I believe, either last week or the week before when it was announced, but we'll go through it now and sort of give our winners. It's slightly difficult to sort of talk about the tournament for the new tag belts because as far as I can tell, there hasn't been a bracket announced so it 's difficult to know who is going to be facing who in the respective semi finals so i 'll go through the card again anyway, as it stands. Obviously, we said at the top of the show that Miyawamasaki is injured, and there is going to be a change to the card, but what the actual card is at the moment it 's still as it was, so at the moment, the three way battle between Lady C uh, Riwaka, and Marika Kobashi. Um, we've got a singles match between Rina and Miran from Diana, uh, from Diana, sorry, the 13-year-old who me and you raved over. We've got the Passion Injection match between Nene Takahashi and Waka Tsukiyama. And then we've got the four quarterfinals for the New Blood Tag Team Championships. We've got Club Venus, Mariah May and Zaya Brookside taking on uh, Starlight Kid and, ugh, Karma. Um, we've then got Mirai and Tomoka Inaba versus Saya Ida and Hanan Wingori. That is what I think will probably be match of the show. Um, we've then got Nanami and Amisori taking on uh, Momoka Hanazano and Momo Kogo. And obviously, Hina and Mio Amasaki versus Mei Sakurai and Chan Yota. Um, I've got a feeling that a lot of this card is going to play out, especially the. Um, non-tag matches are going to play out in you know how we expect. I imagine Riwaka is probably going to get the win over Marika Kobashi. I imagine Rina is probably going to get the win over Miran. And I imagine Nene Takahashi is probably going to get the win over Waka Sukiyama in the Passion Injection match. A, Matt, do you agree? And B... Are you as intrigued as I am to see how this um and Nene Takahashi match finishes?
0: Yeah, first of all, I mean, both we have this show here on Friday and the Saturday show, um, which I'm sure we're going to preview in a moment. That looks really good as well. So I'm excited for uh, two nights of some loaded stardom action. Um, do I agree? Uh, I think that I think Kabashi's going to win. I haven't seen much or any of her. Other than uh she's been very hyped up. I have a lot of people on uh Twitter basically telling me how how good she is. And the fact that a lot of these new blood shows they have the quote unquote outsiders go over. So I think that you're gonna see Kabashi go over there. Uh, um yeah, I'm really excited for the show. I'm a little confused because I thought Starlight Kids partner's name was Karma, but you pronounce her as uh Karma. So I'm a little <laughs> I don't know if it's a different version, you know. <laughs> Uh, I think that when we're doing this show next week, I think that me and you are both agree that that is going to be the best outing from Karma. I think they're going to do, and I'm saying this with my fingers crossed, I think they're going to meld a little bit of the Karma uh, persona with the uh, Haruka uh, Yumasaki persona, where she's not going to be like as uh, like 1970s, you know, Memphis style heel. That's kind of boring, especially the fact that she's in there with Starlight Kid, who uh, is the complete opposite of boring, you know, from her entrance to her exit. Um so and not only that, but it's part of the new blood tag tournament. But again, if there's uh yeah, um, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place here. Nene Takahashi and is gonna be great. Right, we all know Waka does has zero wins, um, but she always looks good in her matches. And uh Nene, uh, since she's been back to start, does a great job of making everybody look good. Doesn't matter if you're wrestling a year, ten years, she does a great job pulling her opponents up, and I expect that match to be really, really good. I expect it to be one of Waka's best singles matches. One of, if not her best singles matches she's ever had because of the last New Blood show. I think me and you were both in agreement that the uh, the match that Nana Takahashi had with Lady C was Lady C's best singles match. So I think that's what you're going to see here. But of course, the match I'm looking forward to the most is uh, the Wingori match versus uh, Mariah and uh, Tomoko Nabe. I think that's going to absolutely steal the show. And uh I think that I don't know what if that's gonna be the main event or not, because this card is completely shuffled around. And I'm really glad that this is gonna be streamed live on YouTube. We don't have to wait two or three days to only see two or three matches, and then another day for the rest of the card. Proving once again, folks, stardom can do these live stream shows.
1: <laughs> um uh, I am gonna have to disagree with you slightly, but that's only because I think they've run into a bit of a wall here with um, Starlight and Karma teaming against Club Venus because they're putting such an emphasis on Club Venus. I think I mentioned this on the previous podcast. um, I think they will want Club Venus to go through, but without making Starlight and Karma look bad. We saw Karma get disqualified by throwing a fireball. I imagine that might be how Club Venus
0: go through this match. Well, there it is, folks. That's a really good idea. But just to be different, I'm going to say that... uh... The Oedo tag team picks up the W. Um,
1: the, to be honest, this is actually a really solid card. The only thing I'm disappointed in is that one of Mirai and and Wingori are going to have to go out of this tournament because, again, I think I might have said this, I would have loved to have seen that as the final of the tournament.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of when they did King of the Ring of, of uh, the year 2000. I just remember that because that King of the Ring was on my uh, my graduation uh, party day. And I remember looking at the card, and when they announced like who was in it, like, oh, they're going to put Jericho and Kurt Angle as the main event of the final. And instead, it was the first round match. And I'm like, well, oh, that makes sense. You always want to have a really, really good first round match to kind of like set the tone of the tournament. And I think that's what they're doing here. So I bet you didn't think I would uh, I would talk about Saeed and Kurt Angle. On the uh, the same segment, there, buddy.
1: Well, some people do say that Saira resembles Kurt Angle. Um, in absolutely no way. But there
0: we are. <laughs> probably drink a lot of milk. There you go. Saeeda <laughs> so, looks like a lady that drinks a lot of milk after she's done squatting three times her weight. Absolutely.
1: Squatting buildings. Um, <laughs> we then got the Stardom Awards 2022. Um, obviously, last year, this was where we had the reveal of Marai and Tekla as the two masked momos. Um, it's spread over two shows. We've got an afternoon show, which is going to be uh, the actual matches. And then we've got the evening show, which is going to be the awards. And we'll bring you the uh, the results of those awards next week. But the card for the afternoon uh, stands thusly, again, from Belsal Takadano Baba from the Saturday to the day after New Blood 7. Uh, We've got a Julia 10-woman trial series gauntlet match, a series of three-minute singles matches against Zuki. On me, Sayurida, Tekla, Saki, Tamnakano, Natsupoi, Koguma, Hina, Wakasukiyama, and she's listed at the moment, Mio Amasaki, but of course we know that she is injured. We've then got a six-woman tag, the God's Eye team of Suri, Tomoko, Inaba and Mirai versus the Iweretai team of Starlight Kid, Ruwaka, and Rina. We've then got four triangle derby block matches, Club Venus versus Rebel and Enemy, 7-Up versus uh, Gold Ship, though my autocorrect has changed it to Glad Slap, which I'm now going to start calling
0: them. (laughs) Yeah, make the shirt, make the shirt.
1: Oh, (laughs) And there's Glad Slap with the trifecta. <laughs> um, <laughs> Queen's Quest versus My Hemi with C, which is going to be very promising. Um, and then HM's versus prominence. And then our main event is a future of Stardom Championship match. Amisori in her second title defense against Mei Sakurai. Um, obviously, Matt Gladslap are the team that stands out of that. But uh, what else stands out to you?
0: There's uh I think, I I think it's great I love how Stardom puts such a focus on their championships the fact that the future Stardom Championship match with Ami uh, May Sakurai is the main event considering the fact that you have uh you have so many great matchups in the Triangle Derby um obviously the Queen's Quest versus you say they're, they're wrestling Mayumi with C that's gonna be great you have uh, Mayu and Suzuki in the ring at the same time that's always two thumbs up. And I like this Julia Gauntlet thing. I think she's really like, you know, putting her money where her mouth is saying, Hey, before my first title defense against Sousa Suzuki, I want to run against all these wrestlers in basically like three minute exhibition bout. But I think here's how this should get booked. Rob, are you ready for this? I'm going to rebook the entire stardom roster all in one segment. Do so it. So Here's how I, I have everybody sitting down. Get yourself a shot, tequila, whatever, because <laughs> this is about to get nuts. So Julia runs through the whole gauntlet, right? Some, she pins some. I don't see her pinning Hazuki in three minutes. I think that'll go to the three-minute draw. Yeah. But regardless, so she's exhausted, it comes to the last person. It's Waka. Right? Julia's like laughing. She goes, i tell you what, Waka, if you can pin me in three minutes, this red belt's yours. Oh, right. Christ. Remember, Rob <laughs> just said about Rob just said about 10 minutes ago, she's never gonna win the red belt. So Waka <laughs> tells the Waka tells the ref to ring the bell. The ref has his back turned. Waka, all of the chic in 1970, spikes Julia right in the head. Bludgeons her, right? Two minutes and 50 seconds of nothing but heat. Just Waka, just beating up Julia for two minutes and 50 seconds. They say 10 seconds left. Waka picks Julia up, nails the burning hammer, pins her with one foot, all the ultimate warrior Macho Man Randy Savage (laughs) at WrestleMania 7 and Waka walks into the anniversary show defending the Red Belt against Suzu Suzuki. You want to sell tickets, folks? That's not the way to do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So not only have you, not only have you agreed that she's going to win the red belt, but she's going to do it with one foot
0: and hit a burning hammer. And bloody, bloody Julia with a spike. (laughs) Bloody Julia with a spike. (laughs) And dominate her for two minutes and 50 seconds. (laughs) You're going to put Waka over. Let's put her over you I'm, want to know, how, we've been asking for a year plus on this podcast, Rob, even before I joined the podcast, how Waka going get our first win. Folks, <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, of everything that we've said, I feel like this is definitely the most likely. Uh, <laughs> this is 100% definitely going to happen. Um, so keep your eyes out, guys. We will have a new red Belt champion. And then, of course, we're, that's led to uh, Wakasuki Armor into... Uh, Wakasuki Yama and um, Suzu Suzuki in Osaka. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ, the card gets shuffled. Match.
0: Yeah, it... barbed wire deathmatch. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Um, I've just remembered a spot, actually. Sorry. Apropos of nothing, I've just remembered a spot from uh, the My Himi with C versus Unique Glare match uh, where Lady C manages to catch a crossbody from Haruka Rimasaki and maneuver her without her touching the ground into the giant swing. And it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Just for that spot alone, go and check that match out. Um, But yes, uh, I'm very much looking forward to our inevitable new red belt champion. (laughs) Um, And that's that's pretty much it, guys, for this week. I mean, it's not been... uh, a week packed with Stardom, which does make a change, to be fair, from uh, the weeks where we've had like five shows to review, Matt. Um, So next week, what we will have is our New Blood 7 review. And of course, we will also go through the Stardom Awards show and we'll recap all the results there. We'll also preview the next two dates of the Triangle Derby from the 28th and the 29th. And then obviously the week after that, will be our preview of Stardom supreme fight in Osaka, which, again, looks like a world-beating card already on the first week of February. And don't forget that cheering is obviously back for that as well, which is going to be incredibly exciting. Um, but yes, Matt, unless you've got anything you want to add at the end of this podcast, I say we get out of here.
0: No, I know you're about to plug all your plugs and plug the uh, the website. Keep your eyes peeled on the website because I'm going to be writing an article uh, for the website uh, pretty soon. What had happened, Rob, Is and I'll tell you and all the listeners, is the gentleman, uh, the fancy gentleman who runs the uh, stardomcast.com, I sent him a message, and I was like, hey, is it okay if I write an article and we can put it up on the website? And then after he told me to piss off, I uh, <laughs> I eventually convinced said person to – no. Uh, Rob obviously runs the website and said that's a great idea. So. I've had over the years, I've had a lot of people ask me to write articles for wrestling, and I would write something here or there, and I kind of just got – I've been getting the the writing bug. I figured, well, if I'm going to write about stardom, where should I place it? It would be nowhere near perfect other than uh, the stardomcast.com. So the article will be about Sayaka Kamatani on the doorstep to making history as we come upon the, uh, the next pay-per-view.
1: Absolutely, and do check out the website. It's uh, it's a great little resource, if I do say so myself. You've got all the history of Stardom, all the championships and detailed championship histories. You can go and check out all of the results from every single tournament Stardom have ever run and detailed roster and faction alliances. Um, yeah, go and check it out, because uh, it's a little bit of a uh, labour of love shall we say, uh, between that, all the annual awards that we've got on there, the match guide that's constantly being updated. And uh, also, you can buy my books there as well um, because the second Stardom one, the Chasing the Dream, not living the dream, Chasing the Dream. See what I did there, Matt? Um, Absolutely. (laughs) That is, at the moment, it's got a tentative um, release date of July. Um The chances are that will have to be pushed back till maybe September, but I will keep everyone informed on social is, media.
0: Are your nineteen books that you're writing? Is that the first the next one that's due out?
1: The next one that's due out is building blocks, which is the hundred oh. a hundred of wrestling's greatest matches um so I'm currently. 30 matches out of 100 done for that, and that's also going to feature 100 completely unique um, illustrations by our good friend Shining Wizard Designs, or Matt Charlton, um, brother of Chris Charlton, um, who is not only an incredible artist, but also an absolutely stand-up dude, an incredible man, and a very talented So uh, do check out his uh, Twitter page, at ShiningWizardDS, because honestly, some of the stuff that he's able to create is absolutely mind-boggling. But yes, thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. We really massively do appreciate it. Don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are quite literally everywhere. Um, Check out the website, uh, www.stardomcast.com. You can find us on all sorts of social media at The Stardom Cast. Subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, It's exciting times for our Patreon. Uh, We're going to release some more information about that all in due course, but www.patreon.com forward slash The Stardom Cast, where you can hear all sorts of retrospectives, alternative commentaries, match reviews, show reviews, all that sort of stuff you can go and find there for as little as $3 a month. Um, You can talk to me on Twitter, if you so fancy, it's at, at RealRobGoodwin. Matt, where can they find you? And sign us off, dear friend.
0: Yes, sir. As always, folks, if you need to get a hold of me, any questions, comments, uh, I know some people can try to get a hold of me on the Discord. I check that every now and again, but the best places to get a hold of me at would be on Twitter and or the Instagram. Just send me a DM. My handle is Matt of. And again, as always, if social media is not your thing, I completely understand. I have an email, thestardomcast22 at gmail.com. And as always, folks, we thank you so much for the support. It's greatly appreciated. Anything that we can do to help you out or make the show better, just let us know. Because like I always say, it's just not my podcast. It's our podcast. We're We're all of us together and everybody's different. Everybody's special.